So if somebody values your particular opinion, they're listening to you now saying in 2023, there's going to be a turbulent market and potentially you know, a pullback in prices, a mortgage rate increase and all this. Are the people that are now considering to purchase in 2022, are they hesitant because they may think that they will overpay on their property in 22 and maybe wait until 2023? For the purpose of purchasing a home as your primary residence, no, I don't think you need to worry because you're you're not going into it anticipating to sell in the next year or two. You're probably going to be there for five years, three years minimum, I'd say seven to 10 years for an average buyer. So no, it does not matter if the market's going to drop in 2023 for any of those people. Hey, everybody, what's up? Welcome to episode 161, KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. I am one of your hosts, Adrian Trott. This is my partner in crime. Good morning. How are you? Ariel Cormendi. I'm good. How are you? I'm excellent. Thank you. I was excited to wake up to see a very light dusting of snow on the ground today. And we talk don't about want it regularly. About snow today. I'm not a fan of. I'm not a fan of winter. I know you are. You want to get out there snowboarding and. Yeah, well, my advice for anybody that isn't a fan of winter is to find things to do during the winter, specifically snow related, especially to get outside because it is unbelievable how it helps the season go by and it just elevates your mood. Winter is generally very depressing. It's gray, cold, windy, not very nice to to sit outside and whatever. But if you find something you like to do outside, it's just unbelievable at how it can impact you. I've decided That's at my some, challenge at for some you. point, at some point, I will I rent know what you're gonna say. snowmobiles. Oh, okay. That's not what I was expecting. And like invite invite a couple of friends. You're welcome to uh, participate in that. Find a little location where we can go on a trail, maybe over a lake and somewhere where there's... I remember... I, I, for I, some I used, reason, I've lost my audio. Hang on. I used to have a snowmobile and um, I remember a few good, good trips where you go out with a few people and uh, you stop at one of those cozy restaurants and order like a French onion soup and a sandwich. And you sit there and the warmth warm up. I have tried uh, to do snowmobiling trips two times. Both were a complete failure, like literally didn't get to do anything. Because of weather? Yes. Uh, no, no, no. Once weather, once COVID. Right. Yeah. First time we arrived, it started to rain. They closed out the trails. We still stuck it out and hung out for, it was like a, I don't remember how many days it was, four days, four nights, three nights. Anyways, it was a while. Still had fun, but it was a disappointing. And the other time was COVID, they they closed all the trails. Or we were yeah. concerned that they were going to, and they did, but we preemptively canceled the trip. But I was also places, thinking about... Your cottages, uh, you can access a ton of trails from your place. Yeah. If I would go there, I guess with the snowmobile, um, the issue of accessing it is alleviated, but... Uh, I. I don't have enough wood 
and uh, would have to bring a ton of wood in to heat the place. So I'm not, and there's the water's all shut off and everything. So I would want to keep it like within kind of an hour drive from home. Lots of places yeah. like you can go to ba- lots of places around Barrie and Aurelia and even go, um, go west of the GTA. There's a lot of areas. So I'm not too concerned about that, but, uh, yeah, thought I might, uh, head out for a Sorry, day and, um, here and there for a snowmobile trip, but I am not a fan of winter. So anyways, uh, today's topic, episode 161 of KT confidential, the real estate podcast, uh, smash that subscribe button now because we've got a lot of great topics coming down the pipe for uh, the new year. And um, today we're going to talk about, uh, give you our quick forecast on, on 2022 and, and what we're predicting, what we're expecting. This was something that uh, Adrian wanted to talk about. So I'll go ahead and let you start. Um, well, it's that time of year when we typically bring up the conversation and we are often having that conversation with clients, right? A lot of people this time of year contemplating selling, uh, in the spring, you know, the quote unquote hot spring market. Everybody's always anticipating. Um, although, um, I would say there's no reason to wait. The market is insane right now for sellers anyways. Um, but yeah, as of, as of this morning, yeah. So as most of you that follow us know, we live in Milton and work in Milton, our KT studio is in Milton. Um, as of this morning, 43 homes available for sale in all of urban Milton. So you're talking a town that has a population now of 120,000 people, give or take a few thousand. And there's 43 homes available. That's three-story townhomes uh, right up to, you know, detached homes of a couple million bucks, but only 43 homes available in all of urban Milton for sale right now. And, um, the market's feeling it because there are still a lot of buyers out there, a lot of buyers trying to capitalize on uh, the low mortgage rates and the anticipated hikes of the rates. Um, people just needing, you know, out of needs and wants, wanting or needing to move more space, less space, ge- geographical changes. Um, 43 homes, not a lot. No, not at all. And um, which is typical this time of year, we see as we approach the holidays, the end of the year, because of the weather, because of the holidays, a lot of people are holding off on listing their homes for sale, but the the buyers are still active. People still want to move. So they have fewer homes to choose from, which naturally causes, um, you know, uh, seller's market. market. Um, Anyways. Let's get so on. What's to your prediction for 2022? 2022. I'm very confident that it will be very reminiscent of 2021. I think. I don't think it's going to change a lot. I think. I mean, it, it sounds inevitable. So the, so the final numbers we won't get until probably mid-January for 
being able to recap what 2020 was in terms of stats, but I'm going to say it's ending up, you know, in most of the GTA between 15 and 18% increase on average year over year. So your property in 2021 gained between 15 and 18% value in a year. A lot. Yeah. And are you saying, are you saying another 15 to 18%? I think it will be a very similar year. I think all circumstances are going to be um, at least for 12 months. I would think Um, rates are going to go up, but that generally doesn't impact things a whole lot. I don't think it's, I don't think the rates are not going to go up enough that it's going to impact. No. Well, that's what I was going to say. The market significantly. It might impact some people. They might not be able to spend 1.3 now. They might be able to spend 1.25, right? Yeah. Um, but as a whole, you know, I I don't see it um, impacting the market significantly. No. I mean, based on what we've seen, I, th- I think 2023, there, that year, I think, will probably be a, a big shift. I'll kind of gauge the market as we go next year, but I'm just maybe explain that more. But, you know, I, I don't see next year as being a whole lot different from this year. As What, far what do you as... mean in 2023, you're going to see a big shift? Well, like you're I, going, now you're predicting 2023. We I haven't am. even finished talking about 2022. I am. Well, I mean, you think um, from a you know COVID perspective and all the issues that are happening surrounding that, I don't think that's going to change much over the next year from supply chain issues, you know, lack of inventory, lack of supplies for basically everything. I think that'll be pretty consistent for the next year. Um, but I, I think by then, and then that's one of the reasons I don't think uh, interest rates will go up as much as people are expecting next year. There was people thinking there would be, you know, four increases over the course of the year. I don't think we'll see that. But the year after that, I think, I think we will. Yeah. So, so you're saying steady market, steady increase, similar to 2021. And then in 2023, there could be some turbulence. Yes. So if you're forecasting that, like if somebody listening right now and they value your opinion, and these are all opinions, right? Like you look at CMHC for the last five years, uh, have been predicting market crashes and whatever, and they've been wrong every well, single year. I mean, to say um, saying wrong would be an understatement. They were like, yeah, they out were to lunch, way out to lunch, and that's CMHC. Well, like, they were I mean, anticipating they, declines of substantial numbers, and there was actually increases of substantial yeah. numbers. So, so if somebody values your particular opinion, so. You know, I watch and listen to Adrian Trot all the time. I listen to KT Confidential religiously. These guys know their stuff, yada, 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 yada. And they're they're listening to you now saying in 2023, there's going to be a turbulent market and potentially, you know, a pullback in prices, potentially a mortgage rate increase and all this are the people that are now considering to purchase in 2022, are they hesitant, potentially hesitant to purchase because they may now think that they will overpay 
on their property in 22 and maybe wait until 2023. No, I don't think that's a good idea because it's just a prediction. Just as, you know, there were there were people in 2000 and and that that comes down to timing the market and if you're purchasing, I mean if you're planning to flip a house, then maybe you need to take more and put be a little bit more thoughtful in your decision as to when you're buying, what you're buying and what your plan is to uh as far as your, what your time frame would be in order to sell. Yes. Um, which nowadays is probably longer than usual because of how busy trades are becoming. We apparently have a delivery, so I'm just going to put myself on mute here for a second. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Um, but for the purpose of purchasing a home as your primary residence, no, I don't think you need to worry because you're you're not going into it anticipating to sell in the next year or two. You're probably going to be there for five years, three years minimum, I'd say. Five years is maybe on the long side of things for a first-time home buyer. Seven to ten years for an average buyer. So no, it does not matter if the market's going to drop in twenty twenty-three for any of those people. So sorry about that. We have a or we have a thirty-six package order uh, that randomly just arrived. Right. So what what is it? Um, well. We're- talk about that later but um it's boxes of stuff that we ordered and from costco 36 of them yes okay and uh i'm like i asked the ups guy if you need some need some help he says yeah i said well in the middle of of recording so um anyway so mine well because i would ask him to come no, sorry. Yeah, sorry, okay. Kent. That's too bad. <laughs> I was going to ask him to to come back, and and Jennifer literally just left. Um, all right. So I'll give you my quick prediction here, and I I feel similarly that in 2022, um, I don't think a whole lot is going to change, but I think. What's going to happen is there will be, you see, I don't agree with you on 2023 in the sense that um, my gut tells me 2022 will see less volume of transactions, but the price, which we did see a little bit in 2021, right? So again, we don't have the stats right now because we're mid-December and you know, it'll be about four or five weeks until we get the full 2021 stats. But in, I, I think what's going to happen is we'll see a decrease in volume and increase in price. But that decrease in volume will be from people waiting to purchase in the potential downturn of the market. So 2023, maybe 2024. So there will be buyers in the market that are going to delay their purchase which is going to keep the volume relatively consistent over the turbulent markets. And with that, I think you'll see prices pull back a little bit one month and then increase in another month. So, so you're going to have, um, you know, you're going to have spots of time where, um, 
there will be, I'll call them opportunities. So if you're in the market, um, you just have to be prepared because there will be opportunities um, where there, there's going to be peaks and valleys, essentially. And you want to buy in one of the valleys versus one of the peaks. And if you can time that out to, to sell in a peak and purchase in a valley, it's very difficult to navigate that. Um, but there will be opportunities. And you'll see opportunities of homes being listed for sale that don't get any offers on offer night um, or that, you know, are, are potentially going to sell below an anticipated market value. Um, so I think that will happen more and more over the next uh, 20, we'll call it 24 months. But uh, I, I do agree, not a 15 to 18% increase again in 2022 is relatively reasonable to expect. Um, low supply will remain a constant. And I think what is, and it's been apparent over the last six months, we are going to see the little towns, the little cities, or the smaller towns and cities, uh, or the less popular towns and cities, really blossom in 2022, which is also going to affect the GTA. So it's like this whole trickle-down effect, but areas like London, Woodstock, Ottawa, Niagara, um, Barry has been hot for a while again. Uh, Huntsville, we talk about Huntsville often. So I think those areas are going to see significant increases in 2022. And of course, again, that is going to affect the GTA. So, so the GTA is not necessarily going to create its own um, momentum in the market. I think it's going to be impacted by the markets that are surrounding it. Um, if you're looking for an investment property, I would be heavily targeting, highly targeting uh, those surrounding areas. Again, Woodstock, Cambridge, Guelph, Grimsby have been on my hit list for two, three years now, and they've seen remarkable gains. They are going to remain hotspots, so um, great areas to invest in. And again, naturally, if Guelph and Cambridge is on fire, Milton, Mississauga, um, they'll they'll see dramatic, um, you know, gains because of because of those. So, so it all has that trickle up or tri trickle down effect. Um, I think mortgage rates will increase a little bit. They already have in the uh, third and fourth quarter of 2021. I'm seeing um, more people but, now. Um... And people who I, uh, you know, I would consider um, who I look up to as far as uh, making financial decisions and forecasting stuff like this, I'm seeing a lot of people um, locking in rates too. So they're anticipating and that the rates are going to go up. And, you know, with seeing that inflation is higher than these rates, you know, they're basically borrowing for free. Um so it's interesting to see that. Whereas before, so you're talking about a fixed mortgage versus a variable. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you talk to mortgage agents, they'll still tell you variable is the way to go. I mean, you know, we look at well, our 
our property on Broussard there. If you've been following us on Instagram, uh, you know that we are in the process of renovating one of our rental properties uh, in preparation to sell it in January, February. Um, that's on a variable rate mortgage that doesn't expire. I think it comes for renewal in a couple of years. Um, so we're only going to pay three months interest plus admin fee, registration fee, um, and processing fee, whatever those are. Uh, but I th think it comes out to a couple grand versus if that was a fixed mortgage, you'd be talking 10, 12,000 bucks. Um, yeah, so but I'm talking, I think when, when I'm talking renewals and mortgages, I'm referring more so not to that. Cause yes, when you're buying with intentions of likely not having the property, this, guy, this guy's just package. Sorry. This guy's just throwing the boxes in here. I won't even be able to exit. I'll have to like parachute myself over these boxes. Anyway, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm talking more like if anyone's buying for investment purposes and they need to flip a house or they are really uncertain of, you know, what the future holds for them, then variable rate mortgages are a good option because of they're, they're more um, affordable to get out of. But for anyone, but here's the thing there's a lot of unforeseen circumstances now. Like you mentioned, COVID. Like, what if there's another, you know, who knows? Maybe there's another, and and that is the variable that we don't know going into 2022. Because yeah, as we're heading into the new a, year, if people are buying a primary residence, new, it's a pretty safe bet that. And in, in many cases, like, what if somebody loses their job? Shit ton of people have gotten divorced in the last 24 months. Well, if you're um, that unsure, then you can always get insurances to cover you for that. Yeah, I. <laughs> There's no insurance that's going to cover you for divorce, my friend. No, no. insurance. Well, um, I mean, you got to, I guess that for that, you got to gauge your relationship quality. I, I, <laughs> look, how many homes have we sold this year where people called us and said we we're selling? And, and when we find out why, it's because they're divorcing. And you never would have guessed that these people would be um, separating. Right? No, but like, I think they probably could have made a, they might have a little bit more insight into that. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe, maybe not. I, I mean, don't know. It may have been in denial. I'm sure. Uh, that's but, you know, I mean, interest rates in 2022 and even in 2023, like you're talking right now, five-year variable, you're less than 3%. Uh, you're, you know, way less than 3%. Five-year fixed, you're around you know, 2.9 or whatever it is right now, 3%. I know people getting so, like 2.6 on seven-year mortgages. Yeah, sure. But the sure. do you see the <laughs> rates going up more than 1% over the next two, three years? I don't. I do. Um, do you? Over that long? Yeah. We've seen it yeah. in our time. Listen, we've talked about it before in the podcast. I found my original uh mortgage document from my first home that I purchased in 2004 and it was at like 6%. So um you know is it going to go up to 18% like it was in the in the 80s and early 90s? No. Uh is 6% going to bankrupt people? I don't think so. Uh might it change their affordability and lifestyle? Sure. I think it would um, bankrupt many people. Yeah, well People that maybe are overextending themselves. Which so, is a lot of people. Is it? Sure, sure it is. And we, you know, we're not privy to the mortgage applications, but 
Now, you think back to our days in the automotive industry, and we we were privy to, to a lot of that information, and it was evident that people were spending more than they probably should. Yeah. So that'll be interesting because if that happens, then the rental market blows up even more than it has. And and then the people with money that aren't overextending themselves that have lots of equity are going to be buying investment properties to rent out. That's right. So that's going to keep the real estate market hot and going strong. So, well, I mean, in that case, there's probably going to be an abundance of inventory. And I don't think it's not quite the same. You'd have a downturn for sure. I, I, I don't ever see or in the foreseeable future, there being a, um, an abundance of inventory. Like think about all the immigration coming into, uh, certainly into the province. Well, that's Um, one of the things that surprises me with the mark, the way the market's been, because there hasn't been, there's been a lack of it, right? Well, uh, there was a stat, I don't know, something like uh, right now, the province of Ontario is building approximately 20% um, of the, residences needed to accommodate the population growth. So you only have enough homes for one in every five people. Yeah. That's that's being newly constructed. Right. So, you know, all these people are going to need to find a place to live. And, you know, interestingly, like if you talk about the country, Canada as a whole, um, You've talked about this in in team meetings in the past few weeks that we've had clients that are selling in the province of Ontario to move to other provinces, right? Um, I have a client that moved out east and they purchased, they sold a home here for 1.2, 1.3 million. And they moved out east. They purchased a a pretty nice home for, I think, 500-ish thousand dollars. They pocketed 700 grand. They live in a beautiful home on like 50 acres now. And, um, and they still work for a company in Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. So they're still working in Toronto and living out in Halifax. Um, pocketed 700 grand and they made their home, you know, uh, out east. So, um, I don't know. It, there's going to be a whole bunch of stuff happening, in my opinion, in, in the next couple of years that we can't predict. We can only, you know, we can sit here and debate and guess. Um, you know, last week we had uh, uh, Steve Bruman and and uh, Joe, our assistant videographer, they went, hit the streets of, of Milton to see uh, what everybody's opinion is on the real estate market and if they were to sell uh their home in milton where would they move to so i'm really curious to see that uh that video uh we will by the way be posting that video and and a similar series of videos uh on our youtube channel so if you do subscribe uh i am sure because it was steve and joe hitting the streets that that'll have some um some funny moments in it and probably a lot of good insights. So again, make sure you hit that subscribe button and uh, you'll get notification of uh, when that video is posted as well. Uh, You're listening to episode 161 of KT Confidential, the real estate 161. Yeah, that's right. You got it. You got it. 
uh, KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. Uh, today, Adrian and I uh, just gave you a quick little insight. And this was not planned. Adrian just brought this on about five minutes before we started recording and said, let's talk about our, our predictions. So we didn't have a lot of time to think about it. It's on the whim. Uh, if you have any comments or questions about the market now or in the future, we're happy to answer that. Um, and if you want to have a more formal consultation um, or a conversation with us or one of our teammates, um, we don't often publish it on this podcast, but you can always call our 1-800 number. Uh, it's accessible right across the country. It's one 800 617 zero zero nine zero and um, that number actually goes out to quite a few of our teammates so uh, there's usually somebody available to take your call and um, happy to schedule you in to to talk a little bit more in depth about your personal situation um, and you get to pick our brains in uh, in real time that's it i guess for today's podcast sounds good in episode 162 we're going to talk about coming soon properties and how they're pissing off the the general public because there's no price. There's no price on these advertised properties. So we're going to talk about why. We're going to talk about the benefits. And um, we're just going to give you our insights to that. So we'll see you next week. Till next time.